Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. All the people said amen. I love that song. <laughs> it is so strange to be here without really anybody here. But I really want to thank you all for um, understanding that we wanted to go, uh, pause our in-person services. For those of you who do not know me and who are on YouTube, I am Reverend Kelly Kincaid, the minister here at Unity of Farmington Hills, and I'm so excited to be here with you all today. So this, uh, the Sunday services and the activities will be all online um, on Zoom or YouTube. The links you will find, of course, on our website. We are going to have a fellowship, a Zoom fellowship today, and everyone's invited to join us. The link will be on the Facebook page. It is also on our website. You can look under the calendar of events or click on the link on the home page. I think it'll be on the home page too. And since we've decided to, to pause our in-person services, I mean, yeah, services and activities, the women's group will be on Zoom today at 1230. The in-person presentation of the past life regression has been tentatively scheduled for March 13th which will be the second Sunday in March. We'll see how things go. Today, we're going to have a, a, a nice little discussion celebrating our unique expressions. And ladies, I am looking forward to getting to know you all better. All women are welcome. You can invite ladies to join us as well. Tomorrow, we will be resuming our critical conversations meetings at 7 p.m., and then it will re return to the second and fourth Sunday of the month. And I understand how, I hope you all, join us. I understand how difficult this conversation is. I really do. And I'm grateful for those of you who have been participating in the services. Um, I mean, in the participating in the conversation. This is a courageous conversation. And it's helping to build the bonds within our race, the different races in our community. It's helping us to move into a deeper understanding, a healing, and it is creating allyship. And what did you say, Michael, accomplice? Becoming accomplices, helping uh, to contribute to accomplices within our spiritual community. And if you want to know what that means, please join our meeting tomorrow at 7 p.m. Um, I want to do our part to heal race consciousness, not just in our spiritual community, but in the world. And so we're doing this one church at a time, and we're one of those churches that's doing that. So please join us tomorrow and, and invite others to as well. The men's group will be meeting on Saturday, June 15th on Zoom, and all men are welcome to participate. Our Zoom family trivia night will be postponed until next month. Um, to become a member of our spiritual community or to renew your membership, which I, I invite you all to go ahead and start renewing your membership for our annual meeting and to go ahead and, if you want to become a new member, go ahead and sign up. Just go to our website, go to About Us, and fill out that membership form. We're having a new member service in two weeks. I'm excited. It'll be on January 23rd at 11.15 a.m. It may be 11.30. We'll see. But um, it'll be on Zoom. New members, you are asked to please fill out the membership form before, on or before January 23rd. That way you can participate as well. And if you don't, that's okay. Come anyway and fill it out later because everybody is welcome to be a member of our church. Our annual meeting will be next month, February 13th. It will be on a Sunday after service at 1130. 
Please complete, complete the membership form on our website to retain your voting rights and also to be included in the membership count that I have to report to in our, my annual minister's report to the Unity Headquarters. So please fill out your, the form before February 6th so you can participate as a voter. For the links to all our weekly activities, our events, and our classes, and to check out our uh, outreach pages, please go to our website, unityfh.com, or you can read through the weekly newsletter. Matthew has been doing a perfect job of including everything in the weekly newsletter that goes out on Fridays around 3.45 or so. So if you haven't been getting it and you have signed up for the email blast, please check your spam and then open it up and put it in as a contact so that you can start getting the, the, the uh, weekly newsletters. If you have not signed up for the weekly newsletters and the email blast and you would like to, go to our website, scroll down to the bottom on the home page, fill out that form, and, you'll, and you will be signed up. To schedule for an appointment with me or for prayer, and we can do a Zoom, we can do it on telephone, please email me at seniorministerunityfh.com or call me at 248-737-9191. I am available after hours, so please leave a message, and I will call you back. You may also email your prayer request to our prayer chaplains at prayerchaplains at unityfh.com. I want to let you know that the prayer chaplains and I take this seriously, especially during these times. So if you need prayer, please email us at prayerchaplains at unityfh.com. We will pray over your request. Most of the time we'll send you a prayer, and then we'll send it to Silent Unity to be prayed over again. We really want to be here for you all, and the prayer ministry matters to us. So I want to thank our prayer chaplains, um, Roxanne Berry, Eileen Lindbergh, and Lynn, uh, Lynette Kelly. I am so grateful to you and thankful for your sacred service to our spiritual community. Well, this concludes our announcements for today. So as we listen to our music team sing Surely the Presence, let us open our hearts and our minds to hear the daily word and for our opening prayer. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel God's mighty power and God's grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Wow, I like that version. I love the guitar and the, the beautiful. I want to thank our music team for being such an integral part of our ministry. Um, I call it a music ministry, and I'm just grateful for you all. I really am. It's good to have backup. Thank you. So the daily word for today, Sunday, January 9th, 2022, is guidance. And the affirmation reads, divine wisdom helps me discover my unique spiritual path. I'm going to say that again, and then I'd like you to affirm it with me. 
Let me say it first. Divine wisdom helps me discover my unique spiritual path. Together, divine wisdom helps me discover my unique spiritual path. And the message reads, Tending to my spiritual life keeps me attentive to the whispers of my heart and tune in uh, and in tune with my guidance. I am grateful for those moments I can rely upon spiritual intuition to discern my path forward. But sometimes my guidance feels far away and hard for me to access on my own. At those times, I seek the assistance of my trusted friends and advisors. I may seek the wise counsel of my minister or a spiritual counselor who encourages me to discover the wisdom found in the depths of my own consciousness. She or he, she, he, or they, pray with me, listen with empathy, and share my joy as my innate wisdom, innate, my husband keeps correcting me on that one, innate wisdom leads me along my unique spiritual path. I am grateful for those who walk the path alongside of me, alongside me. And today's scripture comes from John chapter 14, verse 26. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Let us pray. So I invite you to gently close your eyes with me, please, and take a deep cleansing breath. And let your attention, your focus, float right down into the center of your chest, which we call our heart center. This is the space that symbolizes the sacred cross where the vertical relationship that we have with God, our spiritual relationship, connects with the horizontal relationship that we have with others in this world. So let us tune into that place in peace, and stillness. And God, as we tune into your presence within, we know that we are tuning into that one power, that one presence, that one activity that dwells within each and every one of us, creating our lives with us as we think the thoughts in our mind, co-creating through thoughts that we hold in mind, through our beliefs, our habits, our words and feelings. In this moment, this now moment, we align every part of our aspect of consciousness to you. Every aspect is aligned with love, peace, and stillness. We tune into the Christ within. We breathe into the Christ within. And we relax just for a little bit, just for a brief minute or so. In that peace. We let our minds open up to hear God's word. We let our hearts open up to receive its message. We 
commit our body as we choose to follow what we are guided to follow, guided to do as we live this message in the world. Take another deep breath. Just sit with that just for a little bit. we thank you for your mighty gift of love that loves us no matter what that healing power that always works in the background to bring forth our highest and greatest good and to guide us into making choices to co-create that in our lives in the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ we pray thank you God amen now you may open your eyes. So let us affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And let us go ahead and affirm our U of H growth affirmation as well. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. And now we'll have our first special song entitled, What God's Gonna Do, it'll be led by Laurel. And I'll be back with our message. And I just wanna give a special shout out to Carl Clays, who's holding it down for us musically today. We have no piano, and a lot of these songs are obviously very piano-centric, and uh, he's doing a great job, and we appreciate him. We just wanted to say that, so here we go. One, two, three, four. God's gonna do what he's gonna do. He's always up to something new, and you never know just who he's gonna use. Who he's gonna use. So when he 
find your place and jump right in if you want to be in on what God's going to do. God has a boat that he needs a building or a sea to be dry land. If he needs someone to walk through the fire or heal a crippled man, he will find one willing and ready to obey. If you're the one he calls on, well, just let him have his way. God's going to do what he's going to do. He's always up to something new and you never know who he's gonna use so when he calls your name my friend find your place and jump right in if you want to be in on what god's gonna do god doesn't always call be equipped but he will equip the call he knows everything that we need to make sense of it all and he'll work through our weakness when we depend upon the Lord. Because if he said to do it, we have his full support. God's going to do what he's going to do. He's always up to something new. And you never know just who he's going to use. Find your friends. your name, my friend. Find your place to jump right in. Be in on what God's gonna do. If you wanna be in on what God's gonna do, do you wanna be in on what God's gonna do? Well, I wanna be in on what God's gonna do. Do you wanna be in on what God's gonna do? I want to be in on what God's going to do. <laughs> Thank you all. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Lauren, for the, the drums and the guitar, and Laurel and Michael, and uh, all of you for the, the vocals. It was wonderful, as usual. And Carl, I didn't notice how much you enjoy that guitar. <laughs> I see Nicholas smiling when he's playing the piano, and he's a chip off the old block because you got that big grin on your face when you're doing the guitar, too. So thank you all for that. Oh, my goodness. God's going to do what he's going to do. Woo! And, 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 and the beautiful thing is that we have choice. <laughs> we have choice, actually, on what God's going to do in our life. Amen? Okay, so I, um, I'm feeling a little full, so I may talk fast. I'm going to try to slow it down. But um, I do have a quick joke. This uh, elderly lady went into a local church, and she was greeted by this friendly usher, and he, as he helped her up the steps, he smiled at her and t welcomed her. And then he asked her, well, where, where would you like to sit? She said, I want to sit in the very front row. He said, oh, no, no, ma'am, you don't want to sit up there. Our pastor is so boring, he will put you to sleep. You don't want to snore while he's preaching. She said, do you know who I am? Indignant. He's like, no. She said, I'm the pastor's mother. He's like, oh. He said, well, do you know who I am? She said, no. He said, oh, thank God. <laughs> Hopefully, I haven't been the kind of minister to put anybody to sleep, I hope. <laughs> I remember um, when I heard Roxanne, uh, when she 
when she was saying when she heard, first heard me. I guess it was um, before I was going to speak or something, and Michael was pulling me up to listen to me when I was speaking at Unity at Farmington Hills. And Roxanne said, she's loud. So I have a feeling <laughs> nobody will fall asleep on me. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> um, I want to say Happy New Year again. I know we said Happy New Year last year, but um, I'm really excited that we've moved into this new year together. And what I'm most excited about is, and you'll find out about this um, at our annual meeting, but we've done a lot, a lot, a lot of growing, and we, we have a lot to celebrate, a lot to celebrate from how this church has grown, how this church has expanded, how this church has not only come out of the black or out of the red, whatever way you say it, but we are prospering. We are prospering. And that's through a pandemic that has gone on for almost two years now. And we are prospering. It's because we are committed not only to these values that we have up here, that when I first came in here, I saw them and I knew that there was something going on up in this church, that you have up here that you want to be diverse, you want to be welcoming, loving, spirit-filled, and empowering. And it's not that that's just what you want to be, it's what you actually are. You've committed to it, and you've committed to it to the degree that it's actually the qualities that people feel when they come into this beautiful spiritual community. And I loved it when I first came in here. And when I saw them, it was in tune with what I was feeling. I was so glad that Michael called me to ask me if we, want, if we could start having conversations to see if there was something common between you all and me. Enough said it was. It was. That's all she wrote, right? So what I want to do is continue the Sermon on the Mount, which is a study that we started a couple months ago. And we have, we've been, the Sermon on the Mount is in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. And we've been diving in deeply. And I have a feeling that because we started diving in so deeply, we ended up ending this year so well because we committed to following the ministry that Jesus started. In unity, we believe that Jesus is our way shower. I grew up believing that Jesus is my big brother. My mother believed it, and she raised us that way. My father raised us that way. My mother knew it. And my father raised us that not only is Jesus our big brother, but the way shower and to follow his life, but that his life leads us to God. And everywhere you read in his book, in Jesus' words, his life his teachings, his very example leads us to God. And so we began these scriptures, we began this study in the beginning in Matthew chapters 1 and 2 where we read that the multiple twos came rushing in. And Jesus went up on the mountainside, sat down. And as he sat down, the disciples circled around him and stood around him. Back then, the, the rabbi or the teacher would sit and everybody would stand around and listen. But there's something significant there, too. So it said, he sat, the disciples gathered around, and then he opened his mouth, and he spoke. And what he spoke was giving his disciples, giving his followers, giving those who were listening, giving us right now, 2,000-plus years later, an example on how to follow and how to live 
in a way that not only brings our highest and greatest good, not only opens us up to the kingdom of heaven that is great, God's great pleasure to give us, but also to do it intentionally and consciously, not by default. Not by default. Because truth is, we have free will. Whatever we think, whatever we speak, whatever we believe, even your actions co-create with spiritual law, which is God's, that which is the same frequency that you put out there. You ever heard you reap what you sow? Your very thoughts are reaping what you've sowed. And so in this, we're going to go, we, we started off in Matthew 5, and we talked about the Beatitudes, which are states of being that are a premise, that have the promise behind them of how God will show up in your life in a powerful way. And then we walked, we, we, we just went through each section. And as we went through each section, we got to chapter 6. And in chapter 6, Jesus talks about two different choices. He talks about a choice to follow your human your human desires, and a choice to follow your, the spirit within. So he talked about how to give to the needy, how to pray for other people, how to, um, and then how to pray to God ourselves, and also how to fast. That there's different ways. There's two choices always. Choose to come from the human realm of limitation and separation, or choose to come from the realm of spirit, which is infinite. And now that leads us to Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. This is entitled Teachings About Money and Possessions. And today we're just going to talk, we're going to start with, we're going to speak on verses 19 through 21. So I'm going to read these. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moth eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. God, I thank you for blessing this word, blessing my mouth, for bringing forth all of the meditations and studying that I hear you fully and share your message. Amen. I take this so seriously. I really do. It says, do not, and, and in, in another version, it says, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth. Here it says, do not store up treasures here on earth. But the difference between this set of scriptures here in, in Matthew chapter 6. And, and, and this is just the beginning because later on, when we, next week we're going to talk about the I, and then the week after that we're going to talk about serving two masters. But here we begin where the focus is on us and the benefits for us in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus says that it is God's great pleasure to give you, to give me, the kingdom of heaven. In the beginning of chapter 6, he talks about giving to the needy in a way that gets attention to ourselves and it praises us instead of praising God. He talks about praying for people in a way that praises us or that, that praises God. He says that the Pharisees did it in a way, they do things in a way that get the attention on them 
instead of the attention where it belongs. And in these, chap- in these scriptures in chapter 6, he's talking about a focus on you. God's promise to you. That when you go to store up your treasures, where moth and rust can eat, what you're doing is you're putting your focus in that which is temporal. Everything in this physical world eventually decomposes, eventually withers away. And the reason he said moth and rust back then in this scripture is because, did I not read that last part? Verse 26, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. I already read that. Okay. Um, just wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. So the reason why he talks about moth and rust is because back then, uh, clothes and how you adorned yourself in clothes was very important. If you had more than one change of clothes, you were doing something. You were cooking with some Crisco, as they would say, <laughs> in today's time. You, you were kind of considered well-to-do. If you had more than two I, I, uh, outfits, you were re- if you had um, an undergarment and you had a, t- a shirt on top and a jacket, you were really, really up there. Most people only had just one outfit that they could wear. But he's talking about how it can be eaten away by the larva of the moths. And that was something that was pertinent back then to, to talk about. He always spoke in a way that was relevant to the people of that time. But when you look at it metaphysically, the, tr- the moth, and first of all, the treasure, like I said, was the clothes, and was also the silver and the gold that they had. They used to bury it. They used to save it. They used to save it up in a treasure, uh, treasure house or save it up. And they saved it in a place where it could have gotten rust on it. But treasure represents that which is valuable to you. And when your values, when your way of thinking, when the things that you go for, when the things that you store up, the things that you guard and protect are of this world, our finances, our jobs, even your family and your relationships, you make that number one, you're putting that before God. And the truth is, all of that can be taken from us, can be destroyed. It can be. And then we end up devastated because our heart was there in a place that's temporal. In um, 1 John chapter 2, verse 17, it reads, And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. So even when you go after that which you want, that is of this world, especially physical things and material things, a lot of times we realize, okay, I got that, now what? And it can be an insatiable appetite because you keep going after it. Jesus is saying not to store your treasures up there. There's another part of this that is deeper, is spiritual. I love that when you look at Scripture, you can go deeper. And Charles Fillmore, who is the co-founder of Unity, just said that metaphysics, 
then in the Bible is a spiritual, a deeper understanding of what Scripture is. you got to go deeper to the spirit of what it is, especially because a lot of the books, a lot of the translations have watered down and have changed the actual meaning of what was written in the Aramaic, in the Greek, and in the Hebrew. And so treasure represents those thoughts of truth in consciousness, those divine ideas of God in consciousness. But you cannot line up the divine ideas of God, the divine and truth that you are in the spiritual realm. You can't, you can't uh, store that up in the treasure of the human realm. It doesn't match. It doesn't make sense. You sit around trying to figure it out logically, these thoughts, and look at your life, and how can God heal cancer? How can God heal this? How can God be in a present situation where there is, uh, what, racism or famine or poverty or all of these, what would be considered natural disasters? How would God be there? You can't store up those thoughts logically in the human world of the earth. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't line up. And there's a part of us that ends up going into doubt when you try to do that. And then the other part is when you're not fully rooted in it and you start to share your, your dreams and your thoughts and your ideas with other people, and then they start to criticize, their ideas start to creep in and create doubt inside of us, which eats away at the idea or creates rust or literally steals the idea from your mind. You ever talk to somebody and been excited about something you wanted to do, you were excited to do, and they poo-pooed on, your, on your, um, your idea? Is there anybody in your life who is a professional poo-pooer? <laughs> I had to say that. I have people or someone in your life who has, pessim- has a pessimistic consciousness. Anybody? In that realm... They're storing up their treasures in the human, in the earth, in what you can see. But we're not meant to put our treasure, our value in what we can see. We're meant to store it up, store your treasures in heaven where the moth, the rust cannot destroy and the thieves do not break in and steal. And back then, their houses were made so hmm, wimpy, for lack of a better word, that someone could just chisel through their wall, break into their house, and steal their valuables. How many times have we let somebody chisel through our consciousness, through our dreams, through our aspirations, and steal them from us? We're meant to be storing up those ideas. The truth is, they weren't ours originally. They came to us, but because they're planted on our heart. The divine ideas of God... They're planted on your heart. They're one with you. When you store them up, what you do is you go inside with your relationship with God and you begin to accumulate the, the experiences of it. And when you, when you begin to accumulate the experiences of it, your heart is always with God no matter what situation you're in. You're always seeing the presence of God there. You're always feeling the joy of God. How can you feel the joy of God during tragedy? Try it. Try being with God. Try being with God. Try bringing your consciousness to the realm of the, hum- the heaven, heaven and spiritual realm, and living in the human experience. Try moving your eyes to where you see and you seek out the treasures of heaven 
in the human realm. And you will see that where your treasure is, is where your heart is, and your heart represents your consciousness and your focus. And you will see that no matter what, your heart, your focus, your treasure is with God, rooted in God. I was watching this movie um, about this guy, guy whose name is Don Piper. He wrote this book called 90 Minutes in Heaven. Anyone ever heard that? And, and, and I was watching the movie. That was the cliff notes for me. <laughs> I didn't have time to read the book, <laughs> but I watched the movie. He was a minister who was traveling home from a trip, got hit by a truck that was being driven by a Texas um, uh, inmate uh, from prison, and he died on the bridge. His car was just, the, the truck ran over the car smashed him inside of the car, and he died. And he was there for 90 minutes before the, while they were waiting for the coroner to come. And it happened to be the case. There was a long line of cars waiting on the bridge, and the minister just felt led to come out and go see about things, what was going on. He just felt led to pray for someone. And the police officer said, well, you can pray for them because those people there were in the accident. There was two people sitting on the side. You know, they had gotten, their car had gotten hit too, but they were okay. He said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm led to pray for that guy in the, in the car under the tarp. The police officer said, that guy's dead. We're just waiting for the coroner to come. He said, no, I, I feel led to go pray for that guy. He did not have his treasure stored up in earth where he's listening to this guy say, the police officer say, he's dead. Why pray for him? He heard it in his heart. Go pray for that man. So he went and he prayed for the man. He went and prayed for Don Piper. Now, he had to come up from the trunk. He opened up the trunk and he had to crawl in from the trunk and lean over from the back seat, lean over to the front seat and hold on to Don Piper, who's a dead body, cold. And prayed for him. I don't know why I'm here to pray for you, but I'm feeling led to pray for you. And started singing after he prayed. Started singing. And he was crying. Lord, I hope that his soul, I hope that his heart knew you. He didn't know this guy was a minister and did know God. He prayed for him. Then he started singing. And all of a sudden, Don started singing with him. And he came out and the, the guy, the uh, paramedic came over. He, he was alive. Meanwhile, Don had an experience in heaven. He had an experience in heaven, did not want to come back. When he came back and had to go through the recovery stages, he was so crushed and so angry and so upset because his treasures at that point were in this human realm of, why would you give me a taste of heaven and bring me back? That doesn't make sense to me. Logically trying to figure out what God had in his plan for him storing up his treasures, his ideas, his thoughts, his logic in the human realm when it comes to God. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't connect. And then also afraid to tell anybody about his experience with heaven because he thought nobody would believe him. Eventually he did make it. They had to do a lot with his leg to get it to work and all that in his arm. And he had no internal injuries to his organs inside. But he went through the hurt and the pain. Now, this is the beautiful thing. 
He was going through a lot of hurt with his leg and his arm. But God is always present in there because God was mending the bones together to be better than they were before they broke. Then they had to stretch it again and put them together, and then God mends it together. God knits you together. God literally does knit the bones together until there's the bone marrow inside connects, and then the bone starts to connect. It gels together, gets soft, and it gels together, which is why when a baby is born, it takes about nine months for the brain, because the brain is still growing, for the skull to actually grow into place because it's giving room for the brain, and the skull grows into place. Those bones start to knit themselves together together. Well, that's what he was happening in his leg. And he was so caught up in the pain that he forgot to give his testimony. And it wasn't until after he was a little bit better that his friend came and said, and it was amazing because his friend who knew God had everybody praying overnight for him. And he made it through. When when your treasures are stored up in heaven, where your heart is, Nothing is impossible in your life. You are not stopped by grief. You are not stopped by crisis. You are not stopped by racism. You are not stopped by family dying. My brother's baby died when he was little. My my brother was in his 20s. And so Christmas is difficult for us because we remember that time, but it's also joyful for us because we still remember that God's presence is there. But you can't do that if you are caught up in only the grief. you got to know that God is present. And the only way to know God is present is to create your experiences with God because those, those experiences become your treasure with God. It is okay to grieve. It's okay to have physical treasures. It's okay to have God's wealth in your life. But the truth is, when we know who actually gave it to us, the source in our lives, It makes the whole experience different. When he got to the point where he was walking on his crutches, there was another young man who had been a football player. He had been in a ski accident, and he had the same apparatus on his leg. And at that point, Don had gotten to the point of sharing his testimony. We are not here to store these up just for ourselves in this human realm. We're here to create and accumulate the experiences of heaven. And the beautiful part is you don't have to die to experience heaven. Don had to realize that not only did he bring the experience of heaven back with him, it never left him in the first place. And before he even died and left his body, he was in heaven. We say it every day, every Sunday, that wherever you are, what? God is and All is well. The only way that we truly know that is if your treasures are stored up in heaven. If you've created your own experiences with God, your own experiences with heaven here on earth. Because heaven exists inside of you and in this world. And we co-create our experiences with God in heaven as we commit our relationship with God. And you will hear that with me for the rest of every time, every breath that I take will be committed to having a deeper relationship with God. When that minister, when I saw in that, when I saw in that movie, the minister, the, the police officer said, that guy's dead. And he said, no, you don't understand. I have 
to pray for him. That's how I feel. <laughs> That's how I feel. I have to do this. There's no choice. When you put your treasures in God, where your heart is, there's no choice. I, I hear people saying, I can't complain. And I used to say, yes, you can. You got a choice. But the truth is, when your heart is stored up in heaven, I mean really, really stored up in heaven, when you've experienced over and over and over and over in your conscious mind, you become aware of and intentionally uh, 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 conscious of God's blessings in your life, you cannot complain no matter how terrible it feels because you know you're just passing through that experience and God is there every step of the way. Where are you storing up your treasure? That was the title of my talk, and it still is. And I'm asking that question. Are you storing it in the earth's consciousness where it will dissipate and leave you? And when it does, it will leave you feeling alone. Or are you storing up your treasures in heaven, in the consciousness of God, in the consciousness of love, that every Every choice you make is a choice to be the individualized expression of God to the greatest capacity that you know to be and committing yourself to be greater. You can be the treasure in this earth that is experienced in heaven, sharing it in this world, being heaven on earth, being in this world, but of God's world, demonstrating it in this human experience. Are you ready to go deeper with me? Let's affirm that together. I'm ready to go deeper. I store my treasures in heaven. Together? I'm glad I was able to do this without crying because I would have boo-hooed too much. So we're going to have our next song. And, and, and as they come up, I'm just going to lift up a prayer real quick. Thanking you, God, for blessing this spiritual community, for protecting us, for keeping us safe. Thank you for always giving us what we need. Thank you for protecting and blessing everyone connected to Unity of Framington Hills and the world. Thank you for reminding us to store up our treasures in heaven and to keep our heart there that wherever our treasures are, our heart is. Amen. Oh, and now we're going to have our next special song, which is one of my favorite songs. And it's entitled Just a Little Faith. It's led by Michael, and I think you'll like it. Thank you.
Well, I want to thank you for every single way that you tithe of your time, your talent. Michael, Laurel, Carl, and Lauren, thank you so much. And your treasure to our church. My heart is more, more than grateful and thankful for every single way you guys show up and show out. So thank you for that. We're going to um, go ahead and do our, we're going to uh, do our peace, our prayer for protection, because I want to go ahead and get online to the, um, the fellowship gathering today. So let's go ahead and stand so we can do our prayer for protection and our peace song. And then I'm going to run up to get in with the, with the fellowship. Together, the light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. Now we'll have our peace song. Praise God, there's peace on earth. I know it begins with me. Praise God, there's peace on earth. The peace that was meant to be. With God as creator, family all are we. I now walk with my family in perfect harmony. I know peace begins with me, for this is the moment now. With every step I take, this is my joyous vow. I take each moment and live each moment in peace eternally. Praise God, there's peace on earth. I know it begins with me. Well, thank you all for tuning in for today's service. And uh, those of you who are watching later, thanks for watching. I'll see you in the fellowship gathering. I love you, love you, love you. Peace and blessings. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.